Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Radio, episode number 91. I apologize if my voice is coming out a little raspy and uh, nasally, and that's because I'm sick. I am sicker than a dog right now. I'm okay. Um, yesterday, I was really bad. Today, I'm a little bit better. Um, but just a little backstory. I've been traveling. I was in Chicago visiting my my family and uh, Wix and I went to a wedding and my parents were sick and that's probably how I got it. It's not COVID or anything. It's just the common cold, but it's not, it's not the best one. It's, it's kind of, kind of nasty. And, and, and the reason why I know I got it from my parents is because I have like the same symptoms as them. So, um, and something, something's definitely going around other besides, besides, COVID and, and things. There's definitely like a cold going around right now because I know a lot of people that are sick. So yeah, this is, I'm filming this like first thing in the morning because this is probably the only energy that I'll have today. And then I'm going to get into bed probably and watch some TV and chill. Uh, but thanks for being here. Thanks for, you know, supporting and, and just, you know, letting me know how this podcast is impacting you. Um, we actually haven't gotten a review and a U.S. review in a while, and and just a little feedback on, or not feedback, a little uh, a note about podcasts. If you didn't know this, when you see five star reviews on a podcast, you are seeing the five star reviews from that specific country that you live in. So if you live in the U.S., you'll go to my podcast and see about 190 five-star reviews, which is amazing. I really appreciate that. But if you live in Canada, maybe you'll see 60. Or if you live in somewhere in Asia, maybe you'll see 45 or 70. There's always a different number depending on the country that you live in, which is kind of cool. So just looking, I haven't looked at the total reviews. I know we've got like almost 200 reviews almost 200 five-star reviews uh, in the US. And so I know we have like well over 200 reviews in total and maybe up to 300 now, but we haven't gotten a US review this year. So if you want to be the first for this year, I'd really appreciate that. Um, and we're going to do we're gonna do a giveaway. I don't know what yet, but anybody that leaves a review this year in 2021 will be automatically entered into the giveaway. So um, be sure to leave a five-star review if you haven't already this year and you'll be automatically entered in. I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll do something. Anyways, let's get into the podcast quickly. I'm going to make this real quick. We're talking digital products. I, I, I just came out with a brand new workshop all about designing a digital product and selling it out in seven days. Super simple. And I'm making it a point with this workshop and the way I'm selling it to do it very simply. And the reason why that is, is because we tend to complicate the process. It doesn't have to be as difficult as people make it out to be. You can make it more difficult. You can make it more complicated. You can. That's with anything in life. Like there's things that you can make it more fancy. You can add the fancy strategy. You can add the fancy like little techs and software. Excuse me. <coughs> Hopefully I'll cut that out. You can always make it more complicated, more fancy, more complicated. Or I keep using the word complicated. Make it more difficult, right? Because the more complicated you make it, 
the more difficult it starts to become. There's more pieces that are moving around. And I wanted to make it a point that you don't have to do that. So what I've done is in one week, I have slapped together a sales page, put together an email and an Instagram post, and we have sold over $1,000 in revenue of this workshop for a $37 product in less than 24 hours. And I did that while I was traveling, going to a wedding, and being sicker than a dog. And so I'm not saying I'm glad I'm sick, but it just adds to my point that this can be simple. You don't have to complicate it. Us as creatives, trust me, I get it. I want to make it fancy. I want it to look like, let's say we're comparing, you know, athletic stores like a Nike and I'm using Nike as like my inspo. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd love for my branding to look like fucking Nike. Yeah, of course I do. But they are a billion dollar company with a huge team with huge people that like that is their job. You know, we don't have that. You, you listening to this, you're most likely on your own. Maybe you got a VA, maybe you got an assistant. But other than that, we're on our own, baby. <laughs> That's it. You know, you gotta, you can't, you can't make it so much bigger than, than it needs to be. It's good to have that vision. Trust me. It's fantastic, but get it out. Stop fucking around and get the damn thing out and make it better over time. That's what I've done. You know, if I, if I just continue to make it better and better without releasing it, the the desire of whatever I would be selling would probably be long gone and I would have missed the opportunity. These things move quick. And if you don't move quickly, you're going to lose it or or maybe your mind's going to start playing tricks on you and you're going to be like, nah, that was a bad idea anyways. You know, when you don't release something for a while, that idea starts to become less and less desirable to you than it than it once was in the beginning. You got to take advantage of it. And so I really wanted to make a point of how simple, and it's hard for me. I was like, man, I really want to, I really want to get my branding. My sales page is all white. I literally have like one color and we've done over a thousand dollars in sales in less than 24 hours. This shit does have to be hard. All right. Now I have been doing it for over three years. So I understand some of these things. I understand you know, the elements that it takes to create a desirable product, but that's what we're going to be going over in the workshop. So my quick little spiel, um, this is the most affordable workshop. This is the most affordable product with the amount of value that I'm putting into this thing. It's the most affordable and impactful by far, and it's only $37. So we are selling this thing until July 28th at midnight. And then we start July 29th, that's next week, um, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's going to be live. If I want you to make it. Do whatever you can to be there because we're going to have a live Q&A after the workshop and you'll have an opportunity to ask me questions and we can really dive into what you are doing specifically and I can try to help you as best I can. Um, but if you can't make it, you need to leave early, whatever, everything is being recorded and we're packaging it up really nicely for you to always have forever. So think of it as like just a beautiful little tool in your toolbox when you are ready to 
put this digital product out there and I'm going to give you a simple process to do so. Super freaking simple because for me, if you know me personally, it takes me a little bit to understand things. It's not that I'm dumb. I'm not that dumb. But it takes me sometimes a little bit to learn something. But once it clicks, I'll, I'm going to toot my own horn here. I'm able to break it down and simplify it in a very digestible way. I think that's one of my strengths is I'm able to explain things very simply. That I'm just tooting my own horn here. Um, maybe, maybe you see that with my content already or the podcast. But um, that is what I do. So that's, that is the workshop. It's called Launch Lab. It's available up until July 28th, and and that's it. And just take a look at my sales page. It's basic. It's 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 some words on a page, and and maybe a couple of funny gifs, and call it call it a day. Uh, but I'm gonna go over all this stuff. How to how to number one, we gotta start with the end in mind. What why are you why are you selling a digital product in the first place and how is that going to fit into what you're doing right now cuz that's important <coughs> excuse me that is important um and i'm going to talk about some of the benefits of digital products in this podcast that's why i'm creating this podcast in the first place to talk about why digital products are so powerful um but we need to understand why you are selling one that's number 1 number 2 I'm going to teach you how to design a product that's actually desirable, that people want to buy and what that looks like. Number three, we got to prove that people actually want it and how to do that because you could spend all the time in the world creating this unbelievable product, but at the end of the day, if nobody wants it, nobody's going to buy it, and then they're not getting impacted by it, and then what the hell is the point of you creating that beautiful masterpiece? There is none, and you just wasted all that time making zero dollars. That's not okay. So we got to prove that people are going to buy it before we sell it. Um, and then the last thing is how to sell it out in seven days or less. Quick. Let's make it quick. Let's make it simple. Let's get this thing out there. I'm going to teach you how to do that. So that's the that's the workshop. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a party. If you've been a part of a workshop of mine in the past, you know. Um, you can go to zachkravitzcoach.com slash launch lab, or I'll put the link in the show notes of this podcast. But it's available, depending on this, when this podcast goes out, it'll be available in from like six days, five days since releasing this podcast. So hop on that ASAP. Um, okay, let's, let's get into the podcast. So why are digital products so powerful? They are so powerful. They are unbelievably powerful powerful and they're so flexible. You can make it a full-time business like me, or you can just make it a you know, single product like this workshop, for example, you know, you could create a digital product and just have it be that revenue stream for you that brings in a couple grand a month, a few grand or more, depending on how much you, you want to make. And if, and if it's a hit, it can, it can bring in 10 grand a month, 20, 30, um, you know, one of the things that we'll be talking about is it completely shatters your financial ceiling. There is literally no cap. And, and we can talk about that, um, a little bit, but number one for creatives. Oh, actually I didn't finish that thought. It can be a part of your, Oh no, I did say that. I'm sorry. Okay. I got, 
I'm not I'm not as clear in my head. Um, so I apologize. So let's just get into the these six things and maybe I'll throw in a bonus one. But why my digital products are are so powerful. Number one, I have to explain that because if you are a creative and you're listening to this and you're a video, you know, writer, uh, photo, I mean anything, like you're a creative, which means creating the product itself is going to come very naturally to you. It's going to come very natural. Um, what's actually inside the product, maybe the structure of it, you coming out with like a, a course or a template, things like that, maybe you need support with and making a really good structure of your product for sure. But actually creating the product itself is is very it's going to be very very simple for you so that's number one number two is and if you've been a part of my stuff already you know it eliminates the hamster wheel right when you have cash flow coming in reliable cash flow because that is what a digital product can do is it creates if you do it properly it can create reliable cash flow for example with all of my digital products, we've got recurring payments, subscription-based, you have memberships, you have so many different models in which you can set up your digital products where it's creating recurring revenue. Every single month, if I don't sell another thing ever, I will know how much money I'm making. That is powerful. If you are just freelancing right now and working just one client after another, one client after another, that is you're in the dark and then if you're in the dark and you don't know how much money you're going to be bringing in how are you going to make really good decisions a decision that you uh, we've talked about this in the past making a decision as if you already have that money coming in you already have the business and things like that that's your fastest way to success embracing that identity of that multiple six-figure business owner, seven-figure business owner, eight, whatever your goals are, that's your fastest way to success. If you don't know what revenue you have coming in, it's going to be much harder for you to make the decision that you've got 20, 30 grand coming in or 10 grand or five, whatever makes you feel good, right? It's going to be harder for you to make the proper decisions. So when you've got reliable cash flow, you make better decisions, you'll be able to eliminate the hamster wheel. You can start saying no. You can start saying no to clients that don't fill you up. Think about right now. Think about those clients in your head. Which clients would you love to get rid of? Even if maybe you have them on a retainer and you got a monthly revenue coming in, what clients would you love to say no to that just doesn't fill you up you know for me that was weddings weddings were great cash flow that's why i did them freelancing is a great thing but it's also a dead end which we talk about all the time you know do you want to be doing things that you don't like to do all the time no can they support you in that end vision absolutely <laughs> sorry Absolutely. So I'm not going to just say, oh, no, it's bad. Oh, uh, no, you shouldn't do that. You got to always do what you love. It's a temporary thing. That's okay. That, that's my opinion. 
So it eliminates the hamster wheel. You don't have to continue doing the same stuff over and over again. And with cash flow coming in, that doesn't require your effort. You're not trading time, your time for money. You are going to open up yourself to better decisions, saying no more, being pickier with those clients. I mean, imagine just being able to work with one or two clients that you absolutely love, or if you want to tack on more, maybe three or four or whatever. Um, that is so powerful. I mean, when I was working with clients that I didn't want to work with, man, at that time I was like, I just want to work with my dream clients and a digital product can offer that because it's that you have that reliable cash flow coming in. So I think that's three. I kind of mixed a few of them together. Number four, it shatters your glass ceiling. Your financial glass ceiling completely shatters it. With a job, you are stuck at a certain income. If you put in more effort and you do an incredible job, maybe there's a bonus depending on your boss, depending if you're working corporate or for a small team. With a small team, you're more geared to getting those bonuses and actually getting paid what you are worth for the most part, at least what I've seen. And with corporate, not as much. And if you continue to put in more effort, you're probably less likely to see that effort being repaid by a bonus or maybe even a raise, depending. I don't know. The corporate has, I've seen some TikToks and stuff and you guys talk about all the little hacks to get raises and things. And I'm like, holy shit, this is such a game. It's crazy. So that's where I'm getting that information. I don't know. So take it with a grain of salt. But a digital product, or even before I get to the digital product, even a service-based business, let's say you've got an agency, right? Or, or a production company. That is the scalable model. You are able to take on more clients, more things, but your expenses ha are going to go up because of that, because if you start getting loads and loads of, of high quality clients, you need the team to support those clients and help with that load. So you're always going to have to increase your ex expenses and um, while you're increasing your revenue, which is scalable, right? And it will shatter your glass ceiling, your financial glass ceiling, but not nearly as much as a digital product and not nearly as fast as a digital product because there's no overhead. There is no expensive software. And once you make it, you can continue to sell it over and over and over again. Is there an actual cap? Of course. There's 4.72 billion people on the internet. So that can be your cap. Plus, when you sell a digital product the right way, you're going to be solving a specific problem for a specific person. So are all 4.72 billion people going to be that specific person with that problem? No, of course not. But there's going to be about maybe 5 million or 10 million. And if you sell a $30 product, a $300 product, a $1,000 product, do the math. You're talking billions of dollars. You got more than enough to capitalize on. And it is... So technically, yeah, maybe you do have a cap and maybe you're not going to reach a hundred billion with your digital product, but you get what I mean. It's more than enough, right? Completely shatters your financial ceiling. Number four, I don't know what we're on. 
But number four is if you love your client work and you want to continue working with clients, guess what your digital product can do? It can attract more clients. People do it all the time. If you are a web developer and you work with one-on-one -on -one clients and you are, um, you develop their website, you customize their website, why the hell are you not creating website templates that people can purchase? What are you doing? Because that, those are the types of people that you are going to be able to potentially turn into one-on-one -on -one clients. People buy pre-made website templates all the time. And by selling those, you're going to be collecting a pool of people that are much more likely to get a custom website for you or create a wait list, a pool of one-on-one -on -one clients that are wanting to work with you without having to do any random outreach, without having to network at all whatsoever. I mean, hello, introverts. Hello. I mean, obviously you got to get uncomfortable if you really want to be successful. Sorry, hate to break it to you, but that is a model that you can create for yourself that makes you feel more in your zone of genius. It allows you to be more in more of your zone in zone of genius um, than you networking and outreaching and cold calling all the fucking time. So that is super exciting. That is a digital product that allows you to get more one on one clients. Not a lot of people think about that. And so if you're like, nah, I just want to work with clients. I love it. I don't want to sell a digital product. If you really hate digital products, then forget about it. Don't worry about it. But if you're just saying that because you're like, nah, I just want clients and you know, you're not fully saying no to the digital product because maybe you didn't know that that is a possibility. Well, now, you know, so think about it, give it some thought. What could you create that would support your one-on-one -on -one clients or attract your one-on-one -on -one clients? And you're going to start discovering some possibilities for yourself and your business model that allows you to get those leads, get those possible people that are interested much easier and automatically. And that's super exciting. I, I hope me telling you that makes you excited because it should be so many possibilities. Another one talk about second to last one again i, I want to make this podcast short is selling digital products will grow your personal brand i talk about this in my products with with my members you've got two ways to grow your audience you can grow it organically and put out really good content or you can create a digital product that attracts people that then you tell them, hey, come check out my Instagram. Hey, come check out my YouTube. Hey, come check out my podcast. Hey, this is what I do here. That then attracts, you, attracts people to your social media pages. Or you can do both where you are posting organic content organic YouTube podcasts, whatever platforms you're on, and you have digital products and they're both working together to grow your social media pages. And it's extremely, extremely powerful. So most people think that you have to build up a massive audience to sell a digital product. That's not the case at all. Your digital product will 
grow your audience. It will grow the pool of people that you are going to sell to with your digital product and get them attracted to the stuff that you are doing, your social media, your thing, you know, things like that. There's a reason why people with 600, 800 followers, 2000 followers that you've never even heard of are pulling in tens of millions of dollars every single year. There's a reason for that. And it's because social media isn't a role for digital products. It's not a it's it's not a deal breaker. There are people that aren't even on social media that are crushing the digital product game. It can also be a way for you to lead them into your social media profiles if you do want to build that personal brand, which I think is important and I think is 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 huge. But if that's something that doesn't float your boat, there's some people on there that, yeah, they've got an Instagram page, but they rarely post. They have like 600 followers and they pull in half a million dollars a year. Your personal brand can only help. It can't hurt, but it's not a deal breaker if you just hate social media and you don't want to be a part of it. I mean, I feel like a lot of people would want that, honestly, like to get rid of social media and not feel that pressure of comparison. And there's a lot of you know, I don't have to tell you, there's so much um, mental health issues with social media. There's so much good, but there's also so much bad as well. I still think the good overpowers the bad um, by far, but it's still, there's, there's a lot of shit. It affects me too. I'm not, I'm not going to bullshit you. It affects me too. It affects my friends that are on social media with hundreds of thousands of followers. It affects everybody. Um, so we got to continue to talk about that a lot more. And, um, and and just keep sparking up that conversation. So it can grow your personal brand, all right? It can grow your personal brand. You don't have to have a big following to have a huge digital product and make a bunch of sales. You don't, okay? Um, especially if you sell something that's more of a premium offer, something that's a big time service. Well, when you're offering something for $2,000 or $3,000, you don't need as many customers anymore. So that's something to consider as well. So personal brand, it'll grow your personal brand. You don't need a huge personal brand to do it either. The last thing that I want to talk about is it creates more certainty financially creates more financial certainty for you. And we kind of briefly talked about this, but when you start your creative business, digital products or not, you want to start thinking about how can I create certainty for myself? Because at the end of the day, there's no such thing as certainty. Even with your nine to five job, you can get fired tomorrow. You knock on wood, you can get killed by a car I mean, we're so fragile as human beings. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. You've heard that a million times, but it's true. There is literally, there's no such thing as certainty. There's no such thing, but you can create certainty and get as close to it as possible. It's like perfection. You'll never get to perfect, but you can always chase perfection and get to as close to it as, as possible and make things like when you're making your product, make it as really high quality as possible. You can kind of chase that. Um, over time, over a long period of time. Same thing with certainty. You can never get to certainty, but you can get closer to it. And digital products can provide that. When you set up, just like a retainer with a client, when you got monthly revenue coming in, you know, okay, 
I've got this coming in and you're starting to create that certainty for yourself. Did I already talk about, I think I literally just mentioned this earlier in the podcast. Sorry, I'm a little all over the place. I apologize, but, um, you can create it more for yourself. So for me with my business, my business model, I've got payment plans. We've got payment plans for the creators blueprint and for other products. And so that creates certainty for me because I know if I don't sell a single thing ever again, I know how much revenue I'm going to be bringing in for how many months if I don't sell anything. That's powerful. That is powerful because then I can start making the right decisions. Um, I can start making decisions based off of who I need to be in that identity, right? Instead of not knowing, like if you're a freelancer just working with one-on-one clients, no retainers, just one-off clients over and over again. You're like, fuck, I don't know what I'm bringing in. I've got six months of, of rent and bills saved up, but that's the only certainty I got, <laughs> you know? Some people don't even have that. So if you've got that, then consider yourself lucky and one of the few. Um, but by setting up that certainty for yourself within your business, that is, that is, that is, that is huge. So that's one of the first things that you should think about when starting a business in general, regardless of digital products, that's the first thing that you should start thinking about is how fast can I get to certainty? Because everything else will blossom from there because you'll be making the right decisions. You won't be making decisions based on uncertainty, fear, survival. You don't want to be there. You, you will be at some point if you're not now or, or maybe you're experiencing it right now, but you want to be asking yourself, how can I get to certainty? Digital products can give you more so certainty and as close to it as possible. And we're going to be talking about that in the workshop. So that's all I'm going to say. Digital products is powerful. You guys know they have completely changed my life. They've changed the way I think about business. They've changed the way I think about how I spend my time. And they have completely changed the way to what I think is possible. What is actually financially possible. I remember my first experience with digital products. My friend Catherine, she was showing me her PayPal. And she's like, at this time, watch my phone. And she has payment plans for her own products and things. And I was looking at her phone and I think it was like noon. And once noon hit, all of these payments started coming in. There was just one after another, literally like, boop, 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 and the, and the, and the pinging, the notifications like ping, 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 ping. It was like something, it was like a lottery. It was like she won the lottery. And I thought, it was so unreal. I thought like her phone was broken, like something was damaged. And I just remember looking at this, like what in the actual fuck is this? And that is when I got hooked. I'm like, I have to change something because what I'm doing is not working. And so maybe that doesn't drive you. Maybe it does the money. And selfishly, me wanting to free myself from the hamster wheel that I was in, that is what brought me in. But that's not what's going to make you stay. What's going to make you stay 
is you serving and helping people and wanting to see them either transform or just get impacted by whatever you're creating. This is with physical goods as well, not just digital. People like for me, like I really want to make a bag. Like I've been talking about it. I'm, you know, I still get questions about it. You know, are you, are these bags coming out? I still want to do that. It's not in my current situation right now. It's going to definitely come later. And I've talked about that in the past, but it's still part of it. You know, is, is a bag going to completely transform somebody's life? Maybe, maybe not as much as an educational product, something that is going to teach them something that's going to allow them to completely transform their life. So yeah. Are you going to transfer your products going to completely 180 somebody's life? Maybe, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, but you wanting, my point is you wanting to impact people in a positive way, whatever that looks like is what's going to make you stay long-term because the people that are just doing it for the money, all of them quit, all of them fizzle out. Or those are some of the types of people that you might see and be like, that guy's scammy as fuck. I don't like that person. He doesn't feel right to me, right? We don't want those people. <clears throat> and you listening to this podcast right now, I know you're not that type of person. It's okay to get attracted to the money. It's okay to get attracted to what it's going to do for you. But eventually there's going to be a switch that happens where you start caring about the person that you are building these things for. And if you can make that switch, you're going to be in this thing for the long term. And that's powerful. So I hope you got something out of this. Um, I wouldn't be so adamant about it if I didn't truly feel this way. And that's what makes this so easy. You know, a lot of people don't want to get into digital products because they hate selling. I mean, just ask yourself right now, do, do I sound like I'm super salesy right now? I'm, I'm going to just say probably not because this is just the way I feel about these things that I provide to you. These are these things. If you look at the sales page, the words that I write on my sales page, like that's how I truly feel. It's not like me coming up with some strategy to fucking make a buck. It's how I feel about it. Yeah, there's strategies and there's good copy versus bad copy, but it's it's got to be how you feel. You have to sell from an authentic place. It's got to make you feel good before you even introduce any type of fucking strategy book or formula or whatever. And you just selling, like you being you, like I made a post on Instagram saying, hey, should I... Should I swear more in my sales page? And some of you responded saying, no, nah, I wouldn't recommend it. I made the mistake. I made that sound a little bit too much like I was asking for feedback. I was trying to spark some engagement. I didn't give a shit what you would say. If, if everybody said, no, you should definitely not swear, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm swearing anyways because that's who I am. And I'm going to include that into my sales page because that's going to attract the people that I want to work with. That's going to eliminate the people that I don't want to work with, right? And that's that's equally as important. You have to attract the people that are attracted to you and not just your product, right? And 
I, I, if, if you can eliminate these walls, eliminate you playing it safe and just being you, and it might be hard if you've never sold product before, you want to do it perfectly in the right way. So it works, right? I'm telling you, if you just do what feels good to you, it's going to be way more powerful with selling than it is you, you following some strict formula because then you're just going to sound like everybody else. And guess what? That, that, that gimmicky sales stuff, like more time goes on, the less that works. That is going downhill. And you're starting to see people try different methods because it just comes off just kind of gimmicky and cheap in my opinion. And maybe it works for somebody who knows, but yeah, do you, if you want to, if you want to swear on your sales page, fucking swear. If you want to swear on your podcast, swear. Like I had a comment on my YouTube video that said, Hey, would you stop swearing in these videos? Uh, My kids are watching. And I'm just, I didn't even respond, but in my head, I'm like, that's your responsibility, not mine, number one. And number two, there's a big fat warning sign on my video that says, hey, explicit language coming up because I was trying to make it feel like a, like a television show where they have the M rating. And I was just trying to give that feel and look. And so I even included that. Yeah, I could have gone and ripped her to shreds, but what's the point in me doing that? It makes no sense. So am I going to want that person inside of my product causing issues? No, absolutely not. Because even if they, let's say I played it safe, didn't swear they buy my product, they're probably going to not like something else that I do. And then I'm going to end up having to refund them anyways. You don't want to fuck around. You don't want to mess around with that. You want to track the people that, that are like you, that, that like you for you. And, um, And that's why that's so important. So anyways, that's my little bonus rant for you. If this was impactful, tag me on Instagram. I'd love to repost some of these. Send me, you can send me a DM. Um, But I'd love, I'd love for you to just tag me on Instagram. If these are really starting to impact you, I'd love to, love to hear about it. So that's what I'll say. Uh, Get inside the workshop. ZachKravitzCoach.com slash launch lab. It'll be in the description and we get started July 29th. So I'll see you there. Hope you enjoyed this and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.